0: Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with REMAX
2: Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman.
0: Yes, she is ho- here, our host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from REMAX Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group, Miss Mimi Shoneman. How's it going over there? Good morning. So happy to see you. Also glad that we are joined by our friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson as well.
2: Good morning. Can
0: we please get your NMLS number Absolutely. out
2: there? NMLS 238 103 Company NMLS, 803095, an equal housing lender. And if people want to get a hold of me, they can reach me via my cell phone, six five one two three eight six seven four eight, or just email me at phil at callphilolson.com.
1: So
0: what's going on out there right now, Mimi? Well,
1: Before we get into that, I've got hmm. so much really good information yes. today um, about that. But I think instead of a turkey... For Thanksgiving, what are you gonna do? You should buy a house. Ah, <laughs> I don't think that's a one-to-one what? exchange, Phil, Phil. But okay, don't you think it can happen? Sure. Yeah. Plus Absolutely. turkey. You I know, mean, put a turkey in a pot. Some people put, are really yeah, but, a body in a house. Yeah. Maybe the people
0: get really. you mean, know, they maybe they're not good at the turkey. They might be dry at it. They're probably better at the house. So yeah, but,
2: but we so, can do it. So at three fifty, how many hours does it take <laughs> to get the house? <laughs>
1: It takes about thirty days.
2: 30, it's about thirty okay. days. 30 days to okay. cook the house. That sounds to me like a dry house then. Right.
0: How do we moisturize <laughs> yeah. that house? Do we put
1: some I don't know, do you mean we're talking about it?
2: gourmet? Sure, we can stuff we it can with su- furniture and <laughs> plasma TV. Put some TV. gravy yeah. on it. Yeah, what, what are we, are we gonna do? And in
1: an in instant pot. Yeah. In in and then you pot. can you put there your you turkey in, in your pot.
2: Hey, you opened up the door.
1: So
0: thirty days. So if we're saying that we're gonna cook this particular uh, turkey uh, variety of house for thirty days. How many? How long are houses staying on the market right now?
1: Oh, uh, you're waiting. Wait, wait. And wait. I moved ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I'll go on. back to the top. I of got, your- d- no. Yes, you're fine. (laughs) Um, A little over 30 days, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're still sitting at about 2.4 months of inventory, but I've got some really good information. about, And we broke it down into categories, not just open for the whole metro, every type of house. Blah blah blah. Right. Um. So let's just start by talking about what's what's going on for the this report is for September. So I can't really talk about that. But I will say that um, we're sitting at two point four months of inventory for the whole metro, all categories. Okay. Um. So for pending sales, let's talk about brackets. Um, our two hundred and fifty to three fifty is down about twenty four percent. Um, our 190 to 250 is down about 35 percent our 350 to 500 is down 16 percent okay our 500 to a million is down 15 percent and then our one 1 million and above is down 11 percent
2: what does that mean Mimi
1: inventory mm-hmm. okay so, so it's
2: down. Month from,
1: from year over year. Year over okay. year. Okay. okay, so from last year to this year. And by property type, our single family is down 24%. And I'll give you okay. an example. Last year, our single family at this time of year was at 42,530 homes. And now we're sitting at 32,396 homes. Uh, for our townhome uh, category, we are down 15% of inventory year over year. And last year it was 10,013. Now we're at 8,509. Can I ask you, though, as we're continuing to talk about how we're
0: down year over year, so the number of houses overall is down percentage-wise year over year, but they're staying on market a little longer.
1: Uh, on what I'm talking about right now are pending sales. Oh, okay. Thank yep. you. And so that's year over year. Mm-hmm. Our days on market uh, for the different categories, our single family homes are uh, plus 40.7% days on market. Uh, last year, we were at 27 days on market. Now so we're almost at, double. Now mm-hmm. we're at 38. Our townhomes last year, 42.3% uh, up. Uh, last year it was 26 days. Now we're 37 days. Um, And our condominiums uh, are up 14%. Last year it was 58 days on market. Now we're at 66. So we are seeing days on market increasing. And especially, you know, if you start looking at breaking it down by category. Our single family homes, um, I'm actually surprised that it's gone up as much as it is just by looking at this chart. Um, 40%, that's, that's a pretty significant. But when you actually talk about it, if it's only 36 days, that's pretty normal. Right, Phil?
2: I would say so. Now, how does this correlate to you, a buyer, or a seller out there? What we're seeing, based on the data that just Mimi just spoke of, is we are seeing that sellers now are willing to negotiate. They're mm-hmm. dropping price. They're willing to pay seller-paid concessions, maybe a two-one buy-down. There's your, the potentiality of having a multiple, multiple, multiple offer situation. I'm not seeing that very often. Doesn't mean the client is not in a multiple offer. They're up against one or two offers.
1: So folks, you know, when you see an opportunity and when I say opportunity, let's talk about the time of period that we're in right now. We're in a very busy, you know, socially time of year. Yes. Where people are starting to maybe uh, hunker down. They really don't want to own that extra house they're trying to sell. They want to get it buttoned up so that they can move on to the next chapter, whatever that happens to be. Absolutely. And people are just now, if you're thinking about buying a house, shopping between now and the end of the year, beautiful, beautiful. It's
2: the best time.
1: It's absolutely, and I would say even into a portion of January. Once you hit to the end of January, we've all we've talked about it for years, and you're headed into that that Super Bowl uh, <laughs> frame of mind, right? Super Bowl is the kickoff of spring market, mm-hmm. and we can show lots and lots of data that shows that you know as we're coming into the spring market and heading to into pure spring, that's when the the more homes are on the market. Uh, More competition and more activity. So now, while activity is slow, days are in market. um, If you're looking for an opportunity, look for something that's been on the market for for a little bit over a week. Okay. And kind of monitor that. And so I've had this conversation recently with someone that we were helping to look at property and don't wait until that seller. Makes that price drop mm-hmm. because as soon as they do that, that's going to trigger everybody that's got that property as a save search. Okay, so Ms. Shannon, you're looking at property. We're yes. watching this one. You've got your eyes on it. Right. It's a little bit overpriced, and you're like, but I really want it. I'm like, let's do it. Let's, let's make let's an make offer, an offer now. now. But no, I want to wait and see what they do. Why? Do not wait to see what they now do. Because other people
0: are doing the same thing as you. There's people oh, exactly. waiting for what you're saying. 100%. Yeah. Okay.
1: You want to be proactive. You want to come in, get your pre-approval from Phil, and let's make an offer. Let's make an offer that's reasonable. Yes. Okay, and if, whatever reasonable means for that particular house if you think it's worth ten thousand less if you need closing costs maybe you need the closing costs because as phil just mentioned you want to do a three two one buy down Mm -hmm. okay phil remind everybody quickly what that is
2: three two one buy down is where your initial interest rate let's just say your start rate is 7.75 your uh, initial first year would be at 4.75 second year 5.75 third year 6.75 and when you hit the 37th month you would end up where your rate is at the seven point seven five. But if you refinance in those three years, all the money that the seller gave you for the three two one buy down goes goes towards principal reduction. Okay, so you don't lose the money.
0: Because I have a question about the strategy that you're talking about, and I want to be very specific about the word you used. Reasonable as a buyer Um, uh, based upon situations that had happened way back in the day It seems like there's a few people that are just like oh, we're gonna have another economic correction Things are gonna drop drastically But you have both said over time that over the last few shows over the last year of shows that having that Drastic reduction and everything that happened that they're waiting for that kind of giant event isn't necessarily what the numbers seem to be saying right now, so being reasonable yeah. makes more sense than waiting I've, for this, I've got three, this flash sale.
2: I've got three awesome statistics to okay. give, give the consumer once we come out of the break. Okay. That's going to tie in with what Mimi's talked about and what you're talking about right, right now. Right,
0: because some people are still sitting on the sidelines, I think, expecting to have that BOGO, that buy one, get one free on a house, you know, no. and kind of thing. All and right. that's what people are seem to be, When I even when I talk I, to some of my friends, they're like, well, if I just wait because this is going <laughs> to happen and this is going to okay. trigger
1: and this is happening. You know, let's just use that. I don't know how much time we have before the break, but we got a minute. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So prices have been continually to appreciate. Yes, across the whole nation, not just here. And so if you're trying to wait out something, it's just like we've talked about before. How long is it going to take you to save up to wait? You're paying rent to you're paying somebody's mortgage mm-hmm. by paying your rent. And yes, maybe your rent is cheaper than what your mortgage will be but will it be cheaper in 5 10 20 30 years will you, what will mortgages what will rents be right. in 10 years how can we know well we can look at what it's what it's appreciated over the last 10 years in the past but we still can't know exactly where things are going to go but what we do know for sure is that you can lock in your Fixed housing expense at the rate that it is, and then monitor that. Right. So, when we get back, we're going to go into some more
0: information on why you probably cannot wait long enough to outsave what's going on. Uh, and also, we'd love to have you be part of the show. You can call us at 651 641 1071. We'll be right back with the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. The Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast, you can get this episode and previous episodes if you go to our website, mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword, Red Hot. I'm Shannon here with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results. Also with us, our friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson. And you can call us at 651-641-1071. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah, I thought you'd like it. It's been oh, a throwback girl. day. Oh, that's, um, I love that like song. seal came in and Mimi just melted. Well yes. done, Ooh. producer Leah. Yeah.
1: That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I, I look, I can, it's like takes me back 30 years in a flash. 30? Is it 30? Yeah. yeah all, his, all
2: his songs are great.
1: <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, dreamy. Okay. Um, enough about that. What were we talking about? Real estate? That's yeah. okay. Numbers. Hey, man. Okay. Um, all right. Still, you had some stats that you wanted to share with everybody. And, yeah. And while you're doing it, once you finish that, share your market update from mortgage.
2: Sure. All right. So here are three statistics that kind of go hand in hand with, with the subject matter we've been talking today. Economists predict that if mortgage interest rates drop by 1%. Yes. Three million new home buyers will hit the market. Wow. Three million. Okay. Okay, next, the U.S. population in the last 10 years, it's a big number, has increased by 30 million.
1: How many states is that?
2: Well, that's all the How states. How many
1: Minnesota <laughs> is that extra?
2: I didn't I didn't look at states. What do
1: we have in, in Minnesota? We have 6 million, 6, million, 10 million, 6 million, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. It's a lot of states, five right. or six new states.
2: So, population has increased 30 million in the last 10 years. National Builders Association. They monitor all the builders in the United States. They came out with a statistic that the National Builders Association has built three million new units in the last ten years. Hold one here. What's wrong with that math? Population increases thirty million.
0: And we we have. only have
2: we only have three million new units being built. That all goes back to no inventory, right? Okay, so. Folks that are waiting, and they're waiting for mortgage rates to drop.
0: And not just drop a little, drop but, a ton. Yeah, well, drop 1%. Mm-hmm.
2: What you're going to end up having is you're going to end up having what's called 2021 and 2022 all over again, where you're going to have 15 people vying for the same house. They're going to be offering thirty 000 to $50,000 over the list price. Oh, by the way, you're you're, you're going to maybe be told or you're going to read that, hey, if we ask the the sellers to do a home inspection, that waters down my offer.
1: This is exactly what we were talking about in the, at the end of the break is now is the perfect season to be looking for property. Yeah. And, you know, folks that are thinking about selling, we've got a lot of demand. We mm-hmm. get a lot of demand of people who would love to have a house like yours. Um, So if you're thinking about selling, there's a couple of things we'd love for you to do. First of all, If you would like to know what your equity analysis is for your house, if you'd like to say, oh, I don't really know how much equity I've actually built. Uh, And if you don't think you have much equity, let us show you how much equity you have. All you have to do is text equity to 651-578-2218. Or if you're old school, you can just call us on that number and say we'd like an equity analysis. Um, And it's absolutely free, no obligation. And if you're shopping for homes, we encourage you to go and shop to your heart's delight at ViewGreaterMinneapolisHomes.com. Okay, Phil, what other good statistic do you got for us?
2: Well, I, I'm just looking here at a graph that I put together on a property in Cottage Grove. Yes. And we've been talking about the area median selling price. Yes. About 385 right,
1: Mimi? Somewhere in there? Right about that. Okay. L- maybe a little, a few little more change. All right,
2: so I took a look at a property. And I'm not going to use the full address, but okay. on Janey Avenue in Cottage Grove. And if this property was purchased with as little as 5% down, you would realize that based on historical data and appreciation, that within nine years, your net worth or net equity, be it what's net equity? That's your principal reduction. You make your mortgage payment every month. Right. That's the house going up in value. All right. Minus, you take that, minus what your sale price would be. Okay. And I looked at nine years. Now, to buy this house, you break even. Meaning, you break even with your closing costs and everything like that by by the first, by second year. Already? Already. Okay. But... After eight years, the net equity on this property would be $219,000.
0: And that's important to people if they go, well, I'm not sure I want to stay in this area forever. or Eventually, I might want to upsize, downsize, or retire farther out of the city. You know
1: what? I think you just hit the the nail on the head, Shannon. Um, I think that... That is entirely the reason that people don't do, they, they don't act. They're like, this isn't going to be my forever house. You know, they Why don't, don't want to do it. They don't act on buying and mm-hmm. they don't act on selling because really it boils down to fear. Yes.
2: Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. If you're breaking even at two years and you own this property for five years, mm-hmm. all right, you're still going to have probably about $140,000 equity position. Now let's let's do some math there, folks. 140 divided by five years. All right, what is that? That's $28,000 equity that you're accumulating year over year year. over year.
1: Or your landlord is accumulating. (laughs) Or your landlord. Now,
2: this report that I printed out, I can print this out on any property in the United States. OK. And it looks at all the historical data and the projected data for a specific zip code based on the government, the county and that. Perfect.
1: All right. Any other mathematical genius moments that you have over there? <laughs> ah,
2: the Federal Reserve finally decided to pause. Yes, that was the That's the big news. They haven't increased the prime rate, but yet. They are talking about potentially four or five of your Federal Reserve board members are talking about, well, they need to squeeze the economy more. Whereas the other four or five are basically saying, no, stop. Mm-hmm. And it it really comes down to their silent vote when they make their vote here in December as to what they're going to do with rates.
1: Yeah. So what was your best 30 year fix last week?
2: Best. Best 30-year fixed was at 7.5%.
1: Okay, and that's down
2: so that we're from down, what was your high? Oh, 8.375. And the reason, that another another report that came out is we had a really stinky jobs report. And that's that stinky jobs report actually was very helpful to the bond market. Basically, it's kind of predicting that, yes, we now are starting to go into a recession at this point in time.
1: Yes. Uh, well, we've been in one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We've been in one, and we all know it. Um, so call it whatever you want, whenever you want. And we've talked about it for years. Yeah,
2: but that's one of the leading indicators. Exactly. Is when, is when your unemployment rate bottoms out, but when it comes out of the bottom and it starts going up, that's the prediction for a recession. Right.
1: Okay, well, yesterday... We had a wonderful holiday. We want to thank all of our veterans that have served out there, including you, Mr. Phil Olson. You served for us, and we appreciate that, and we thank you. Thank you. Um, And Phil has a special for all of our veterans who are buying and selling. And what is that, Phil?
2: I basically, since I'm a vet, I love my vets, I will pay for your appraisal. Every single one, I pay for the appraisal and out of what, my own thank pocket. Thank you for that.
1: What value is that, Phil? Roughly, it it,
2: it could be anywhere's between six hundred and fifty dollars, and it could be as much as twelve hundred. And you might go, "Why would it be 1200 Well, you're buying a one point four million dollar house, mm-hmm. and it's got it's got ten ba- bedrooms and it's got five baths, right. whatever. Absolutely.
1: Okay, okay so we're, let's you know before we head into the break, let's just get started a little bit about the VA. Um, and what do our, our our veterans have to provide you? Let's talk about that when we come back from the break. Right. We also encourage you to be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. we we'll
0: be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm with Shannon with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results. Also our friend Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. I encourage you to call in and be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. So lots of stuff that are going on right now. The first question
1: I have is, did Miley Cyrus ever live in Kentucky? Why do you say that? Her daddy's from Kentucky. Well, let's see. Let's see. I'll Google her. Well, so you guys I think go ahead. So. so let's do go back. Think to so. She was we, born in Kentucky. I don't know. Okay, I'm from Kentucky. I'd like to know. So this. you want to know if you could claim her? Well, yeah. You know, let's. Well, I don't know if I can claim her or not. But uh, anyway, sure you can. All right, let's Phil. See. We're talking about veterans. We got all kinds of questions about veterans, and if you have questions about veterans too, we encourage you to call and, and participate with us. But I would like Phil to start out. Let's talk about something that we. I want to
0: disappoint you. It sounds like she was born in Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, okay well we'll
1: still claim that Mm -hmm. all right um still down south yeah (laughs) so phil let's talk about the spouses of veterans Mm -hmm. and the things that maybe they should be thinking about if they are married to a veteran or if they are a widow or widower of a veteran things that that they should be aware of for their housing
2: okay so we're talking about va benefits that can transfer to a spouse, the only time the VA benefits can transfer to a spouse is when the veteran has passed away due to a veteran disability or dying in action. Okay. Now, those VA benefits then transfer to that individual for the rest of their life unless they decide to get married. Okay, if they get married, then those VA benefits would then would then stop. So, in other words, them being able to buy, we uh, using a VA home loan for a hundred percent financing with no PMI, which is the best mortgage there is out there, mm-hmm. hands down. Yep. All right. That now there's that situation. Now, now I'm gonna put a little. Let's just bit...
1: repeat that in case people didn't know this. <laughs> right. That the VA mortgage is the best mortgage out there. Period. Because. down, and no private mortgage insurance. There's
2: no monthly private mortgage insurance. There is what's called your VA funding fee, which is another form of PMI. But if the veteran has any form of military disability, it could be as low as 5%, which is the lowest rating that, that a veteran can have, the VA funding fee is then waived.
1: But you see, as a mortgage person, when you have a veteran come in, sometimes uh, we see in the purchase agreement where it says fees that a, a veteran, uh, that the buyer can't pay under this program. Mm-hmm. Can those fees be paid uh, by the seller? And also, can they be added to the mortgage if necessary? Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, you can automatically ask for 4% in seller paid. Plus, on top of that, you could get the seller to pay the VA funding fee as well.
1: Which is typically how much?
2: It all depends, all right? If if the veteran is disabled, then that's waived. Okay. For first-time usage, there's multiple factors. So if, if you put less than 5% down, your VA funding fee is 2.15%. So let's say the loan is $400,000. Okay. That fee then is 8300 Okay. Yep. All right. Now, does the veteran pay that at closing? No. Okay. It's like FHA, they put it on top of the loan amount. So you have what's called your your base loan amount, then you have what's called your final loan amount. Your base would be the loan, let's say it's 400,000 0% down. So your loan is 400,000. That's your base. Your end loan amount would be 408,300 where you're adding on the VA funding fee. Now, it scales. The more the veteran puts down, the less the VA funding fee is. Yes. But it does cap. If you put 50% down, you're still going to be hit with the 10% or more is at 1.25%. Okay. So it goes down. It goes down by almost 1%. Well,
1: I know that there have been instances where we've worked with veterans where perhaps the VA program is not their best choice. Sure.
2: And, and that's where, that is where, let's say they're going to put 20% down and it's a conventional loan. They're buying a $400,000 house. Mm-hmm. But let's say this is not their first home and okay. they've used their VA benefits before. Yes. That is called subsequent use. Okay. Subsequent use, you put 0% down, you're going to use the VA the second time around. Well, now that VA funding fee is 3.3%.
1: Well, let's talk about, let's kind of break down the subsequent use. Okay. So veteran has bought a house before using the VA program. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that they are still living in that house. Yep. And they have that house to sell. Yep. But they've identified another house that they want to buy. Yep. Yep. How would you coach that particular veteran?
2: Well, all right. Now we've got a problem. Okay. Oh. When you're a vet, you can't have two VA home loans unless you're maybe in service or due to a medical disability, you can prove to the VA that the house that you're currently in does not meet your mental or physical needs.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's talk about that mental or physical needs house no longer functions correct give us some examples of what that might look like
2: all right you have 15 steps that have you have to go into the house you got multiple steps in the home let's say that disabled veteran now can no longer has mobility and needs to be in a wheelchair Okay. All right.
1: What does that particular veteran need to do to make sure that they document what they need for you, Phil, for the mortgage financing? That,
2: that would be simple. I would just get a letter from the from the borrower, and I'd also contact the VA, my my peep over there, and go, mm-hmm. Hey, I need a letter drafted from you that basically says, Hey, uh, my, my veteran's disability has increased. Okay. Okay. Uh, do I need to know the medical terms and all that type of stuff? No, I would just need to basically make a a story and I don't want to call it a story. Do you it's, have to
1: get documentation from a physician or might, some sort of medical professional? I might. Okay.
2: It all depends. I mean, it all depends what I'm trying to do for the veteran. And of course, if I can get uh documentation that validates what my veteran is telling me and what the VA is telling me. And I think it's, It's an easy thing for my vet to call their doctor and get. Right. I would, of course, want to put that in the file because I'm going to have to go back to the VA anyhow. Okay. And say, hey, veteran bought a house, used his VA benefits, but due to his disability now, this house is inadequate for the veteran. Now, there's a situation where you could have two VA home loans. Give you another one.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Let's finish it. All right, you said physical, let's talk about mental disability. Mm-hmm. And then what how how would th- something like that play out in real life?
2: All right. Mental disability, let's say my veteran can no longer drive. And the property that they're at is not on a bus line to where they can get back and forth to maybe the VA center, okay? It, it's going to be on a case by case basis. Let's talk
1: about PTSD. Yeah. um i when i think about disabilities mental disabilities for veterans that's what comes to my i would say 70% mind.
2: of the vets i work with that is one of the main disabilities yes. i'm seeing
1: and so you would then if it let's just say that the the noise has increased in their area mm-hmm. and that that is triggering things to cause them to have panic attacks and those yep. sorts of things yep. so that is something that you could also use to to help them to have this subsequent use okay so veteran is in house a it's not working for them anymore correct they want to move to the country Um, what do they need to do first do they need to buy first sell second and you provide the case for subsequent use or how would would you play that out I
2: i would pray i would play this role out first through my underwriting department and through the VA first before I would do anything, because this is what I would call a very niche yes. situation.
1: Yes, but, you know, it, as niche as it is, I can really, and Ms. Shannon, you can help me with this, I, I could see this being pretty prevalent. Correct. Um, and and probably more common than we're aware of. And
0: something sure, and, that if
1: and, they and, knew they had
0: the option, and, people would take advantage of. And,
2: and because I've worked with the VA Probably three to 500 times on VA home loans in my career. And me being a veteran, I understand the VA very well. Okay. And guess what? All you have to do is make a reasonable case to the VA. Now, you talk to most mortgage loan officers, though, the canned response would be the following.
1: You can only have one at a time.
2: You can only, you're going to have to sell your VA home loan. No, that's not the case. Okay. I have a veteran that's flying here out of St. Paul on a C-130. They get moved to San Diego. They own a home here. They're moving to San Diego now. They can use their VA benefits again to buy another house because they got moved.
1: okay. So, okay, so in that particular scenario...
2: Convert to a rental. They're still going to have to qualify with both properties.
1: You can convert a VA home to a rental? Sure. Really?
2: It's, it's based on the fact that the military has moved that veteran from one station to a different station. Okay,
1: This is great information to know. So they wouldn't necessarily have to sell that house in order. So if that was the case and they converted it to a rental, they would need a one-year lease. And then you could use how much of that lease for them to qualify? Your
2: your normal standard rule is 75%. But, of course, in a situation like that, I'm partnering with the VA first. And I'm calling the St. Paul office.
1: Okay. And so San Diego, do you then get involved with that end of it? Could I? Sure. you can write for VA all over the country. Correct. Okay. And what about overseas? Can you help with that? No. Okay. Oh, well, um, then we're not going to Italy. No, we're not no, going future. to Italy. No. <laughs> Come Fair on, enough. man. I'm
2: sorry. All right. Well. You're not going to Rhein main Air Force Base in, in Frankfurt, Germany. <laughs> no. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Have you? Blah, been there? Yes, I have. Me too. Many times yes. I've flown off of C 130s out of Rhein main Air Force Base in Frankfurt. Yeah. Yeah. And believe me, I've been on three you got of any those German? flights.
1: Happy Thanksgiving. We'll come back at the break. We don't want to front you like that. Okay. Uh, in all Germany,
2: right. they don't They don't do Thanksgiving. It don't Thanksgiving.
1: matter. You still speak it or not? Oh, you I, do I, I Christmas. speak the language do still. Okay. They pretty much ah. do Christmas
0: everywhere. You got to pick yeah. one of those things. Yeah, it's
2: called Weihnacht.
0: Yeah, so let's do that one. Mm, so I'm going
2: to be out. Chris
1: See, there we yeah. go. Yeah, it sounds good when you say it. Normally, um, Germany, not uh, a sexy language. Speaking I'm go of though, languages, I want to just put this out there. Did you guys know that we have these beautiful quarterly buying and selling guys yes. and we have them in spanish nice i didn't know that yes so if you are a spanish-speaking person and you'd like to get one of these guides all you have to do is request it
0: mm-hmm. so we can do that and we can also give you more information about what we have going on here in the real estate market you can be part of the show by calling us at 651-641-1071 we'll be right back on the red hot real estate show Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Ms. Shannon, hanging out with my good friends Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results, and also Mr. Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. You do still have time to be a part of the show. You can get your voice into the room by calling us at 651 641 1071. You've been me- you know, jamming. we got to give a shout out to Throwback throwback Producer Queen, yeah, man. producer Leah, who's been if we in had there. Be known, we'd have a list. i got to say, though, I could. Hot, uh, He's third done. Day,
2: did good. Third Eye mm-hmm. Blind at uh, Taste of Minnesota this summer when they yes. did that.
1: And I was
0: like, "These guys, they were so great." Yeah, you're just, just bragging. I do want something else to get me through this.
1: So thank you. <laughs> yeah, I got this. Hilarious. Yes. All right, Phil. What kind of you know? Give us, give us the the good warm fuzzies. The good warm
0: fuzzies. Yes.
2: <laughs> what kind of warm fuzzies do you want?
1: <laughs> <laughs> because we've been talking you know, about what's going on with our VA. I'm
0: firms
2: talking out about there.
1: language.
2: Oh, well. Wenn du willst, kannst du Deutsch sprechen, wenn du willst. <laughs> wie geht es Ihnen heute? Oh. Here oh, oh. is wunderbar. Yes. We spreken over real estate.
1: Yes, we have a wonderful show. So I love it. Yeah. Does that put a turkey in every house you buy this year? Yeah. Oh, what did you say? Uh, I I, I, say? I think he said basically to sum up, yes. he said
0: he really enjoys doing the show. It's yep. wonderful that we get to talk to real uh, yeah. about oh. real, estate. real estate. Yeah. And yeah so it's a wonderful it. show. Yeah. 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 Yeah, should, somebody's using. I only lived there here. for no, eight years. No, not today. I know oh, bits and pieces. He picked years. a language and picked words that have uh a,
1: a, an a approximation, approximation. Yeah, you to just put thing. a sprecht on it. And a a
2: sprechen, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: and then you're good.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been so good.
1: Yeah, or yeah. So good. I went, no, yeah. I yeah, am yeah. going to tell you this. All You're right. the second
0: male human being who's done this in my presence. It is really cool because he did that, and then a couple of weeks ago, I was hanging out with Terrence Howard, who often started speaking Italian. There is something that broadens out your appeal when you often throw another language on. So I'm sure all the ladies are like, ooh, oh, all the la multilingual la. Look at Damn.
2: him. He's taken. Yeah. So sorry. I'm taken. That doesn't
1: <laughs> mean I won't talk to him. That's I've got
2: okay. I've got a very hot four foot eleven <laughs> Hispanic lady that I love dearly.
1: Uh-huh. I love Speaking it. of Hispanic, <laughs> oh, back to your. your we your, your, have your... Spanish guides, mm-hmm. folks. If you know anybody that speaks Spanish, they're so great, and we want to share them with you. And obviously, we've got English, but buyer seller guides. All you have to do is request them. They're free right now. We're in fall. We'll let you know when we change seasons. All right.
2: So, you wanted to talk about the boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, VA situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, we had a situation, Phil Very and unique. I did. It yeah. was unique. Yeah. Um. And so, this particular couple was not married. Yeah. One of them was a veteran. Yep. And what, I'll let you take the story from there.
2: Well, the VA has a rule that basically says that if you're going to buy with a co borrower, now, if it's a spouse, then this rule doesn't apply. But if you're going to buy a house with a boyfriend or girlfriend, unfortunately, you lose approximately 12% of your VA eligibility. So what does that really mean? That means instead of you being able to buy a house for 100% down, you're putting down 5, 10, 12% to qualify. Now for me to tell you exactly what it is, I won't know until I get your VA eligibility certificate. Because then that, that tells us how much eligibility you have and then there's a a mathematical equation we have to apply to it.
1: Okay, so let's, let's talk about that certificate. So once somebody says, hey, Phil, I would like to buy a house and mm-hmm. I'm a veteran, I wanna use my benefits, yeah. I've never used them. Yeah, You then say they need to provide you with what?
2: it's called your VA eligibility certificate, but most veterans don't know how to go get it. So That's I, what I get I was going to say, how I do you go,
1: get
2: it? I go, I have a login with the VA.
1: Okay. And so let's just say now, that. And here's didn't... what
2: I'm going to tell you. If they're uh, a guardsman or they're a reservist, your calculations for VA eligibility totally change. Kind of a golden rule is six years Active duty reserve or National Guard. But there's a but and that but is if you miss reserve time, you miss your two weeks deployment that you're supposed to go on. I mean, a if you were going to
0: go to work and no, you couldn't take the time off, what do well, you mean? You just
2: didn't you couldn't go. You couldn't make your reserve time that you were supposed to. Yes, because they have what's called a point system. It's totally different with regular Army or regular Air Force. You do two years time, four years time, three years, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. As long as you come out of the military with an honorable discharge as a regular Army or regular Air Force, Marine, whatever we want to call it, service member, you automatically qualify for VA benefits. Okay, Whereas, let, me ha-
1: let me just ask you a question. Why would somebody miss? Give me some examples why that would happen. Medical. Medical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they have a legitimate excuse. So if they have a legitimate excuse, looks like they could get a note from their doctor. And then would that then help? Maybe. Maybe.
2: Maybe. I don't know enough about it. All right. I've 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 only had it a few times happen to me where the client says, well, I've been in the reserves for seven years and then I get the VA eligibility. Cert- well, it's not a VA eligibility certificate. It's called a different, it's a different form. If okay. In the reserves, All right. Okay. And then the reserves. And that's based on points. Now maybe that reservist can go back to their commander and maybe their commander or their their uh, you know administration department could fill out some paperwork, okay called S1, okay. S1 is for human resources in the mm-hmm. military. Uh, they might be able to provide paperwork to the VA to to make make their VA eligibility be good.
1: Okay. Okay. Question for you. Um, you just mentioned dishonorable discharge. Mm-hmm. Um, what is there any workarounds for something like well, that? You've got,
2: you've got an honorable discharge with a less than honorable. Okay. Then you have a dishonorable discharge. Now, if you're a dishonorably discharged, good luck getting your, your benefits. VA benefit. Okay. Now, if you get thrown out of the military and it's, they call it less than honorable, you still might retain VA eligibility. It all depends. And it all has to do with your VA eligibility certificate, and there's codes. A standard code is a 10. A standard 10 code is a great code. Okay. All right. What is your maximum VA eligibility certificate? It's $36,000. dollars mm mm-hmm. Basically, the the VA is basically insuring that home up to $36,000. Mm-hmm. That's why there's no PMI, Mimi. Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. Let's talk about, uh, kind of circle back to what, where we started with our spouses. Yep. Let's say that both people, they're married, um, are military. Yep. How do you structure the VA loans for something like that?
2: No different than really any other loan.
1: Do you take a piece from each of them or one if uses they both the benefit? Got,
2: guess what, it all depends. If 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 I'm working with a colonel, which I've worked with before, and they're making $10,000, $11,000 a month and 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 the spouse is let's say an E5 and they're making 4,000 a month, all right? If I only need the 11000 to qualify, there's no reason for me to put the spouse on other than to be on title. Mm-hmm. Or I could put her on and just show no income because I don't need to use the income.
1: So it'd just be using one certificate.
2: You would still only be using one certificate. Okay. Now, if I'm putting both on as veterans, both, then I'm going to have two VA eligibility certificates. Okay.
1: okay. Let's talk about the the situation where married couple and spouse was the veteran and spouse dies. Okay. What should the widow widower consider as far as what their benefits are, how long they stay in the house, all sorts of things like that. Well, Wait, one okay. The
2: VA, the VA is not going to throw the spouse out of the house. Clearly okay. you're going to, and, and if they're on title or, Minnesota law, one to buy, two to sell. Yes. So even if the spouse wasn't on title, you still have ownership rights to the home. That's where you're going to go to the VA with a copy of the death certificate. At that point in time, they'll update into the mortgage servicer. And at that point in time, based on a will or based on state law, they will just go into their system and update the system from John Smith to John Smith and Mary Smith and that you have the they have the ability to talk to Mary.
1: Okay. Folks, if you've got questions about uh, VA benefits or any other mortgage program, we encourage you to reach out to us during the week. You can call 651-578-2218. Or text that number or email Mimi at MN Red Hot Real Estate. And of course you can always come here to My Talk Keyword Red Hot. Right. Thank
0: you very much for listening. You can get this previous this episode and previous episodes as well. If you go to our website, it's mytalk 1071com Again, keyword red hot.
2: Happy Vets is gentlemen and ladies. Appreciate what you did and what you do.